Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our service this morning. For those who don't know me, my name is Donald. As a church, we have been following our series about Follow My Leader. What it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so far, we have learned that follow my leader to learn obedience. To, to see that religion is not enough. To learn about worship. To feed your hunger. To witness grief. To learn humility. To be successful. Follow my leader to the place of sacrifice, to an empty tomb, to discover your purpose. And today, we come to the end of our series, Follow My Leader, to a place of restoration. And today, our reading is from John, chapter 21, from verse 1 to 19. reading is from John chapter 21 verse 1 to 19. Afterwards Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples were together. When going out to fish, Simon Peter told them and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. That night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realise that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to pull the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment round him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, without a hundred, about a hundred metres. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it, and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat, and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. Even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep, very truly I tell you. That when you are y were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you want, do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. 
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love and your faithfulness. And thank you, Lord our God, for the opportunity you have given us today. The opportunity, Lord our God, to be able to read your words. And Lord our God, and for me, Lord our God, just to... Uh, expand, Lord our God, your word. So I call upon the Holy Spirit, Lord. May you speak to us at this very time, Jesus Christ, and what that means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, in every regard, the Gospel of John reveals Jesus as the way to lead an authentic life, both in heaven and here on earth. The previous chapter in John 20, verse 31, finishes with these words. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John's eyewitness testimonies can serve both to stimulate new belief and substantiate existing belief. In either case, John wrote this to encourage faith in the only Son of God that all who believe in him might have everlasting life. When it will look at the chapter of John 21, is to preview the church mission to the world, but also to indicate the respective roles in that mission, and especially for Peter and the beloved disciples. But today I will be talking first, number one, I will be talking about what that means to leave your spiritual life behind. The second things I would like to talk today is about alertness. And the third things is an invitation. And the fourth and final things is about follow my leader to a place of restoration. Let us start with about leaving your spiritual life behind. And this is from John chapter 21 from verse 1 to 3. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I am going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we will go with you. So they went out and go into the boat. But that night, they caught nothing. I like the last phrase. They say, that night. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Here we see Peter's effort to get back to his old job went from bad to worse. He and his friend spent the night fishing and caught nothing. This was a double failure for Peter as a disciple and a fisherman. Peter and his friend didn't do anything wrong. During the last three years, life's work had just been totally destroyed. And so they thought of the only things they could do to earn some money 
the only way they knew best and how it's going fishing. Let me just think, what about us? When we are in a situation of crisis, do we trust in our own abilities or we still trust and relying on God's abilities? Because here the disciples, they were in crisis. Jesus died and they didn't know what to do. But what they thought to do is going back in the old ways. Is that the same to us as well when we go through crisis and then we forgot uh, the promises of God, we forgot the grace of God, uh, we, we forgot uh, all of this, uh, all his benefit? We are living in the time where there is a COVID-19, the virus, and this virus and everyone is scared. And do we still trusting in God? Or do we, are we trusting in our own abilities? The disciples could not catch a single fish because God needed to show them that this was not the real role anymore. They had been called to the higher level, and that was the only way forward. When we leave our spiritual life uh, behind, the future of the church and its mission will be at stake. A Christian life is the highest calling a person could ever have. The minute we leave it behind or we pretend, we pretend to be something else, we fail. Have you ever noticed that people around you do things wrong all the time and yet they still profit and progress? Someone will take some stationery home from work or maybe pull a sickie and they will uh, uh, get away with it time and time again. But in fact, it will seem like they move higher and higher in life. But the moment you even consider perhaps taking a pen home, you get caught. And not only you get caught, but you get sacked and your reputation as a thief rips through your neighborhood and you get alienated. And this is because you have been called to the higher place. God wants you to be pure, so he will try to save you from yourself by making your way of wrongdoing unpleasant. You know what? We are living in an age where we can no longer pretend to be something else than uh, embracing and claiming fully our identity in Christ. We can no longer pretend 
that we do not know Christ. And of course, we know him and he knows us. Maybe you are here feeling like a failure in some areas of your life or feeling that you are failing God or people around you. What do you do when you are trying everything and nothing works? I think that is the time we need God's recovery plan. I think that is the time we need God's intervention. And my second point, I will talk about alertness. And first of all, I want to say that Jesus' alertness makes us realize that failure is not final when we follow Jesus Christ. And this is from John 21, from verse 4 to 5. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to hold the net in because of the large number of fish. Jesus' question here drew the disciples' attention to the real failure. You do not have any fish, do you? Jesus wanted them to understand the real work yielded nothing because they had done what they were not asked to do and done it without him. Time and time again, Jesus comes to alert us where we least expect him. Jesus' alertness makes us realize that when we are followers of Jesus, failure is not the end. When we confront our naked failure, we discover that the love of God is deeper than our denial and the calling of God is stronger than our failure to live up to it. Here we see Jesus still stood on the shore, but still helping, empowering, but at distance. I just want to read this scripture from the book of John, chapter 15, verse 5. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. John reminds each of us, however, that our effectiveness comes from one source alone. Our effectiveness comes from one source alone, is our connection and our rooting in Jesus Christ. And the second things I want to look about alertness is this Jesus alertness and sometimes lead us to a place of confession. This is from John 21 from verse 7 to 8. Then the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped 
his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about hundreds, hundred yards. Jesus loved all his disciples. John reference to his, uh, to his deep relationship with Jesus did not mean otherwise. This phrase does suggest John's high level of privilege and a unique bond between the two. But this man had lived with Jesus for three years and had seen him after the resurrection. Yet only when he supplied them with fish did they recognize him. Jesus calls out to the disciples and helps them net some fish. The beloved disciple first recognized Jesus on the shore after hearing his voice. Now, the, the failure of people to recognize Jesus shows that he now lives in a new way and he will be recognized by those who know his voice when he called them by name. Sometimes, when our parents ask us to do something and they have found us doing something different, I think we do say sorry. I think when Peter heard that it was the Lord, I think he was sorry for the Lord to find him doing something else because he has called him to be the fisher of men. But at that very day, he found him doing something different. I really believe Peter was very sorry for his Lord to find him doing something else. And when Peter was swimming, I think he swam to him, to the Lord, in confession. Maybe God has called you to do a specific thing, but you are doing something different. Maybe you are the someone who rejecting God's call in your life. There was a time God was speaking to me, but I was pushing God away and rejecting his voice. And for me, I thought it was like a burden. But after a few weeks, I realized that it was a mistake. At that very time, I went to see Pastor Mark to pray for me, to say that uh, I'm so sorry. Say, uh, pray to God that uh, I won't reject his voice anymore, so I'm to forgive me for my mistakes. I want to just share this good verse about uh, confession. And that is from First uh, John chapter 1. From verse 8 to 9. If we claim to be without sin, 
we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Today, I know we are in the midst of bad climate, COVID-19, around us. I just pray that the blood of Jesus Christ will purify and sanctify our lives. But I would like to add to that, you know, when we are in the place of confession, confession is the beginning of healing. And that's why I would like to share these uh, confessional verses, confessional scripture with you today in the book of Psalm, chapter 139, from verse 23 to 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. This could be a fruitful image for those who seek healing, those we may invite Christ light in the real lives. Because Jesus' love and friendship are the wellspring from which all effectiveness flows. Is my third point, invitation. This is from John chapter 20, 21, from verse 9 to 14. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals, there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. Simon Peter climbed the border and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples there asked him, who are you? They knew it. They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. And this was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Perhaps the most important aspect of this account is not what happened on the Sea of Tiberias, but what happened on the shore. When Jesus met Peter, he told him that he would make them fishers of men. Here in this account, the fish represented the followers of Jesus. And the bread represented Jesus because he is the bread of life. That the followers of Jesus are brought back to the table of the Lord and eat the bread of life. And this is the centerpiece of the story. Is Jesus and the disciples sitting around the fire, eating breakfast. 
And this is the greatest blessing. Because the greatest blessing was not catching the fish, but enjoying time with Christ again. And this is a beautiful image. Let me go to my final point. Follow my leader to a place of restoration. John chapter 21 from verse 15 to 17. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. First of all, my beloved, I would like you to put your name in a place of Peter first. If Jesus was asking you whether you love me, do you love me three times, what would be your answer? Would you say you love Jesus? Or would you hesitate? Would you answer like Peter answered, yes, I love you, Lord. Yes, I love you, Lord. Yes, I love you, Lord. This question, in my uh, opinion, I believe, is not an easy question. But at least Peter was confident to say that I love you. But when we look at this uh, John 21 from verse 15 to 17 when Jesus addressed Peter he called Peter by his old name Simon son of John Jesus had changed Simon's name which means pebble to Peter which means rock so in this way Jesus called Peter's attention to the fact that he was acting exactly as he had before Jesus came into his life. The feeding Jesus' sheep means that tending to those who also follow him. In other words, be a blessing to my flock, be a blessing to my followers, to be a blessing to my brothers and sisters in Christ, be a blessing. God was, Jesus was asking 
Peter to be a blessing in every way to the flock he will he has given him to the flock he will give him and to the flock which will come after him let me say this church leaders have a special responsibility to care to protect to listen and feed the flock and as a church is an opportunity to look around our flock what's happening what can we do what can we introduce what can we pray about and i know one of our brothers and sisters in Christ are going through a difficult time right now. But let me say our prayers is with them as well. In the name of Jesus Christ. This is the time where Jesus reversed all Peter's mistake. Restoring every part of his life. And his ministry. Maybe there is a part of your life or your ministry you would like the Lord to restore today. I would like to invite you to open your hearts. Maybe you are here and you do not know Christ. I would like to encourage you to open your heart to him. Jesus gives Peter the opportunity to confess his love for Jesus three times and empowers him with a commission three times to look after Jesus' followers. But when you look at verse 17, the third response of Peter, so the third response suggests that Peter finally accepted Jesus as God when he stated in his response, Lord, you know all things. Let me repeat that again. In the third response, in verse 17, I believe, when, 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 when Peter suggests that, uh, that when Peter said that uh, you are, you know all things. And this uh, response suggests that Peter finally accepted Jesus as God. When he said you know all things. Of course Jesus is God. But actually when we look to the series of follow my leader is a kind of a summary of a journey which Jesus takes us in our lives in order to restore us. Finally, what I love as a follower of Jesus Christ is that when Jesus comes in our lives, he heals our past. He confronts us in the present. He redirects our future. 
and it takes us to a place of restoration. Jesus leads Peter to follow him, not by means of his own loyalty, but, but by means of Jesus' love for him, which flows discipleship of love. And may the Lord, our God, bless you, protect you, and guard you in every way, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.